Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. What's up, everybody? Good Saturday night. A little earlier than I was expecting it to be, but just give me one second here. Let me get uh, let me get the, the sharing the show out here. Let me get the tweet out here, and we'll talk about everything that just uh, that just went down. But a little bit earlier than I was expecting, so that's good. Ohio State still going on. Ohio State, Penn State, right now, and I'm stalling. I'm stalling a little bit to, to get this out here, but. Uh, you know, Ohio State, Penn State going on right now, but everything that we're interested in has already happened. All right. Sorry about that. Here we go. Tribe and join. I don't have a preview screen for this one. That's why uh, That's why it's doing that. I don't have a preview screen. But anyway, glad to see you guys. Glad to see you guys. So, 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 so much to cover. Um, wow. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, welcome in. Glad to see you guys. If you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment, and a lot of people do on Saturday night. So you cannot comment on Twitter. You have to do it on YouTube or Facebook, but I'd prefer uh, you find me on YouTube. Michael Borky, find me there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, like the video. Hit the notification bell because I do more than just Saturday night. And uh, find me there. Subscribe, Michael Borky, on YouTube also follow on Twitter if you haven't already. Glad to see you. So we're talking, obviously, we'll talk Mississippi State just punking Kentucky, but just just beating them up, dominating Kentucky. Uh, Ole Miss really, really shooting themselves in the foot tonight, honestly, in Auburn. I mean, they had the chances. There are other things that go into it. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to blame Lane Kiffin, and, and I, I understand. I am very pro go for it on fourth down, but a that fourth and seven, especially not taking the points there, um, came back to bite them a little bit. It uh, it, it certainly did, but um, it's hard to conduct your offense, specifically in the red zone, without your three best receivers. But anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, other stuff happened. Michigan State beat Michigan. Georgia just owned Florida, and now Dan Mullen is four and four. Uh, Wake Forest, guys, time to start talking about Wake Forest, like really talking about Wake Forest. Cincinnati is not deserving of a playoff spot regardless of what happens and a whole lot more. All right, so here we go. I'm just going to start like I do every week now. This is just what we're going to start doing now. I'm just going to go through your comments, and when I get done with the comments, I'll give you more pointed thoughts about these two games, but this is more fun to me, honestly. Uh, this is more fun, just going through the comments. So that's what we're going to do first. Just your thoughts, Ole Miss game, State game, whatever, doesn't matter. Fire them my way. I'm here to talk about it all with uh, with you. I hope all of you, if you celebrated Halloween tonight, had a happy one and a safe one. And if you're doing it tomorrow, have a happy and safe one as, uh, as well. Uh, my little pilot had a pretty good night, it seemed. He had a big day. He had a birthday party in the morning. And then we went to... Uh, Two different places before we did the trick-or-treating. Big day for uh, for the little guys. So hope you guys have uh, a good and happy Halloween as well. T's just devastated. I hear you. That, that was a, a frustrating game to watch for sure. Brown Yeti says, Hail State, all caps with exclamation points. I will start with this, actually. I lied. I'm not going to read comments first because I do want to say this. Um, that was a big win. And this is why I was trying to tell people on the radio show, stop diminishing the caliber of this game. Stop trying to convince people that it's not a big game. Don't do that. Because now that you've won, well, you well, it's not a big game. So who cares? It's just Kentucky. I'm not doing that. That is a big game. It was a big game. That is a big win. That's not your grandfather's Kentucky. That is a good Kentucky team. I mean, they owned LSU. They dominated Florida. Their one loss was a game they covered 
at Georgia and you turn them over a bunch of times, Levis couldn't get anything done. Will Rogers was exceptional. Kentucky averaged 3.3 yards per carry, one of the best rushing attacks in the country. That was a big win against a really good team. And those of you that tried to diminish how big of a game that was, I hope you feel a little silly right now. You should, because one of the few times I was right, you were wrong. (laughs) That was a big game. It's like doing the overrated chant. Why do people, when they beat a good team, overrated? Why do you do that? That makes your accomplishment look less good. Why were you trying to convince people, some of you, very few of you, but some of you were trying to convince me, oh, that's not a big game. It's Kentucky. It's not a big game. That was a big game. That was a big win. I said it all week, and you should have been saying it all week, too. That was a big game and a big win. They owned Kentucky. They're playing really well right now. Rodgers, we'll get to the numbers and stuff on Rodgers a little bit later. It wasn't just that he was efficient. It was how he was efficient, and I think he took a step forward tonight, so we'll talk about that. Chris says props to State. He's pissed, though. I hear you, man. Zach says, well, I'm in a good mood. (laughs) T says, I see the SEC refs are donning their uh, clown costumes early. Yeah, there was a few things, especially that spot, the forward progress. What the hell was that? I I mean, how can you call forward progress when a receiver is running back towards the quarterback, catches the ball, and is still running in that direction? That's not forward progress. That's never how it's worked. And the, the ref initially called it the right way. That was bizarre. I thought the OPI was a bad call. Should not have been called there. There were some other things that they missed. But at the end of the day, Ole Miss lost because they did not play well enough offensively. Um, Red zone offense was awful for Ole Miss tonight, just awful. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that their three best wide receivers were not playing in the game. Drummond tried. He's banged up. Sanders was there, but basically in uniform only. Uh, I mean, they shot themselves in the foot. Uh, some questionable decisions uh, from Kiffin, although I, I'm pro, I'm team go for it. I, I am, I get it. But they should have kicked the field goal there to to bring it back to a one-score game, and they didn't and didn't get it, and there was a bad penalty anyway. Um, they shot themselves in the foot tonight, and uh, I think Ole Miss really only has themselves to blame uh, for uh, for this game, although the officiating was pathetic. It's not why they lost, and I think you know that it, I'm not. I hope you don't think I was being condescending towards UT yet. I'm not at all. Um, Anyway, Jason says, I'm a state guy, but I hate Ole Miss losing. Matt Corral absolutely deserves the Heisman compared to the other front runners. Uh, Kenny Walker. Kenny Walker at Michigan State is your Heisman Trophy winner, or at least he should be. Uh, I will die on that hill now. We'll get to that later. Uh, But, yeah, he's tough as hell, man. I mean, going out the way he did and coming back and playing at the that just shows you how, how tough he is. He's tough as hell. He has no help right now. He has no help at all right now. God bless him. He's got none. Um, Tark Steele says, good evening, Mike Borky. Another week, another blown lead for Texas. Did, see, I didn't even, this is going to be bad. I, I mean, I was out running around with the little guy today. It was Halloween and stuff. Uh, Texas, yeah, Texas blew a lead to Baylor. How about that? I didn't know that, honestly. I I had to look just now. That's embarrassing. I shouldn't say that to you, but it's true. Um, Dave Aranda not being a candidate, or at least one of the main talked-about candidates for the LSU jobs, a little interesting. He's got Baylor humming right now. Brown Yeti says, plus four turnovers for the dogs. That was a key going into the game, right? Playing clean, turnover-free football. If you do that, you're going to win. I think I said that on Friday. I mean, it's not like a bold statement or anything. I said if Mississippi, if you look up and Will Rogers has not turned the football over, State wins the game. I said that Friday on the radio show. And again, one of the few times I actually got something right, but that was the case. Will Rogers was incredibly efficient and didn't make mistakes. And look at what happened. Rogers did not make mistakes. Levis did many. He was forced into them, but he made mistakes. And there's your difference. Mississippi State, when they play clean football, can beat damn near anybody. Not Alabama, obviously, and they didn't play well that night anyway. Not Georgia. But when they play clean football, when they don't turn it over, this is the result you get. You get dominating Kentucky. You get winning in College Station. You get beating NC State. That's what you get when they play clean football. That's what happened tonight. 
Bulldog bites 15, said State beat Kentucky and the refs by two touchdowns. I hear you. Zach says, oh, man, Michigan-Michigan State was a fantastic start to the morning. What a football game that was. I love Gus Johnson, too, by the way. I love that guy. He's my favorite play-by-play announcer in football. It's Gus Johnson. I love him. I think he... The, the energy he brings to a broadcast makes the game more fun to watch. And I, I do not feel that way about play-by-play guys. I think they are replaceable. The, the money that people shell out for play-by-play guys and even uh, color analysts I think is absurd. No play-by-play guy is worth what they get paid except for Gus Johnson. He's the only one that I listen to and I think he's making this game more fun for me. It's Gus Johnson. I love that guy. That game was incredible. Kenny Walker, I'm dying on that hill. Kenny Walker needs to win the Heisman Trophy. He needs to be the front runner. If anybody is talking about anybody else for Heisman Trophy, they're doing it wrong. They're not paying attention. It's bias. Bryce Young, give me a freaking break. Get that out of here. Caleb Williams, dismiss that. Gone. Forget that. If Kenneth Walker is not the odds favorite front runner, for the most outstanding player in college football, we are wasting our time with the trophy. That guy is special. Five touchdowns today to beat a top 10 team. He's already great. He's the next Saquon Barkley is Kenny Walker at Michigan State. That guy deserves the trophy. Sex is barring the most epic upset in school history against Tennessee State. The bull streak will continue too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I... um. I don't know why people wanted to diminish this game going into it. I really don't, uh, because that's a damn good Kentucky team. That's a damn good Kentucky team. That that state just punked. They just punked them. I, I mean, the the most impressive thing about that game, I mean, yeah, Levis turned the football over a little bit and stuff like that, but the, it's the rushing numbers. I mean, Levis was bad, but they're bread and butter. 20 carries for 66 yards, 3.3 per carry. So they picked off Levis three times. He was largely ineffective. I mean, completely ineffective. But when you've got that group of backs, I mean, Chris Rodriguez, they only gave him the football eight times, only 34 yards. Kavasia Smoke, 19 yards on the ground. That's a punking. It's just domination. Uh, Zach Arnett's defense is just playing exceptional. Brown Yeti says, yeah, Kentucky team that could beat 92% of the country. Definitely not a good team. Laughable. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this week I had it in my Twitter mentions, saw it on the text line of the radio show. Said you were downplaying that Kentucky team. And, and look, I mean, you beat them by a lot, so I guess they were right too. But no, that's not how I see it. It was a hell of a win. It's a really good win. Jason says, oh, there's a difference between big game and worthy of storming the field goofball. No, but I'm, Jason, I'm telling you, people were not, I'm not talking about storming the field. People were like, it's not a big game. It's Kentucky. I I heard that from people, and that's BS. Bulldog Bites says it was a big game, the biggest game of the season, but it wasn't big enough to rush the field. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, Uh, I know. With an Ole Miss loss, Shocktober is officially over. Usually a huge fan of the uh, analytics on fourth down, but how do you make the same mistake twice? Um, yeah, and I had somebody say to me on Twitter, and, and I hear that argument, you know, what would six points, what do two fields, two field goals get you there? Um, one, the second time, it would have made it a one-score game. And yes, you did have to score a touchdown eventually, but when you're at fourth down, You go ahead and get your points and try it again, especially when you've really struggled in the red zone already to begin with. You're you're there. You take the points there and and try. But the one I didn't like was was the fourth and six and a half. Um, I I get it. You know, it it was a a touchdown game and a field goal continues to make that a touchdown game. Uh, But in that moment. It, it felt like the risk was unnecessary, regardless of what the book says. I am pro. I'm very pro. Go for it. Um, I am. Those two decisions felt like stupid football, as Ryan Brown put it. That felt like stupid football. That felt like um, not coaching with analytics. That That felt like it was more unnecessary risk. 
And maybe it doesn't change the outcome. I don't know. But you would have loved to have had those six points now, wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, that that could be the difference in the game. If So if Ole Miss gets those six points, it's a five-point game when Auburn gets the football with, what, three minutes left? You get one stop. You have a defense that's actually motivated. You get one stop. You go down, you win the game. It removed your chance at winning the game. But, you know, I'm not going to be overly critical because I do like and appreciate playing to win. And I would rather have a coach. Coach to win versus be overly conservative. Sometimes I I disagree with the decision, and and I disagree with both of those there. But I'm not going to be overly critical when I sit here with you guys and tell you the fourth down decisions, uh, the way they do it, it is a good strategy that's coaching to win. So, you know, I I didn't like it in that situation. The fourth and six and a half, I did not like that at all. It's just a low percentage uh, make. Should have taken the points there. But that's what you get when you coach like that. Sometimes it goes down like this. So I'm not going to be overly critical. Didn't like the decisions, though. Jason says, I'm a big Mullen fan, but he absolutely handed that game to Georgia with that absurd decision to have his visibly shaken quarterback throw the ball with 17 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, Florida shot itself in the foot early. Um, he's going to run off Anthony Richardson. He's going to. I know he had a. I had somebody text me today and say, Richardson doesn't look so good now, does he? Like, are, are freshmen not allowed to have one bad game against the best defense in America? I mean, are you kidding me? If Anthony Richardson somehow happens to transfer, then you try to go get that dude. Um, Because it feels like Mullen's going to run him off. And if he does, you go get him. He's super talented. He was a freshman playing against the best defense in America. He's going to be just fine. But anyway, Craig says State will dink and dunk us to death. Talking about Ole Miss, we will play prevent for four quarters. Yeah, but the thing is, man, Ole Miss's defense played well enough to win tonight. They absolutely played well enough to win tonight. You're not going to win games scoring 20 points. Ole Miss's defense got beat up bad in the first quarter. They they did. And they gave up three second-half points. I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? 31 points with this offense should be enough, especially with three in the second half. Uh, they played well enough to win. It, it was the offense. It was red zone that was their issue. Uh, it's still a unit that's playing well and getting better. They get after the quarterback well. They don't have enough depth in certain spots, I think, especially at free safety. They've got they've got an issue in that spot, tackling in space, stepping up to stop the run, especially. But, no, it was offense's problem tonight. That's why they lost. Scott says, hey, Mike, hope the little guy loved going out uh, as ace or maverick today. Also, what the heck with Mike Leach running almost 50% of the time tonight? Hey, uh, it worked. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he knew that Kentucky wasn't going to be able to score. Um, a lot of that would be my guess. Uh, but Rodgers was incredibly efficient. I mean, Mississippi State had 35 carries tonight. Imagine that. Uh, four of which, though, were uh, were not design rushes, but um, it was interesting. And it didn't work, really, if we're being honest. It uh, it didn't work. But here's the, the numbers that I wanted to bring to you. So Will Rogers tonight, on 39 passes through three incompletions, 344 yards. That is an average of 8.8 per pass. 8.8 yards per pass. Um I have been critical of this team, specifically the offense, specifically Will Rogers, because his average depth of target has been so short that you're not winning games like that with average depth of targets being five yards, four and a half yards, five yards, where 30% of your passes go behind the line of scrimmage. That's where I've been so frustrated with this offense is they don't push the ball downfield because when they have before tonight, It's been good. Rodgers has been successful. He has been efficient throwing the football vertically. 
and a lot of success. The volume just wasn't there. What's more impressive to me about Rodgers only throwing three incomplete passes tonight is that number, the 8.8 number. And until the game was really sold and State was just kind of running down the clock, that number was in the double digits. It was 10. It was over 10 during the course of that game. That is what I've been asking for. That's what I've been screaming about for the entire season is they do not test defenses vertically tonight. And Rodgers did that. Did he do it all night? No. Were they still uh, focused more on efficiency than explosiveness? Yes. But there was the vertical game tonight. And because of the vertical passing game, Mississippi State won. And it was it was Rodgers' best performance. I mean, not even close. It's not a close second. It was his best performance because it was efficient, but vertically efficient. A lot of guys can throw checkdowns and throw five incomplete passes. You know, high percentage passes aren't impressive. This was impressive. I used the phrase empty calories from this offense earlier in the season because that's what it was tonight. That's not what it was at all. It was what they've been missing against a good defense. You don't have to do it that much, but you had to do it more. Tonight, Will Rogers did it more. That 8.8 number yards per attempt. Uh, I won't know the average depth of target number until um, until later, uh, but it's better. It's clearly better, and there's your difference. State didn't turn the football over. They were efficient. They played great defense. That's your formula. Efficient Will Rogers, great defense, mistake-free football. They're good enough to win these games, and he stretched the field some. It's amazing what happens when he does that. They win games when he does that. It's a great night. It's a great night for him. Does just does Gus Johnson do the Infuego thing for football too? I've not listened to football TV broadcast in years. You should. You should listen to Gus. I mean, I know people are are really critical of of announcers, and I understand why. And you know, I I have a friend that thinks that Gus Johnson's too goofy. Well, to me, football's goofy. It's college football. It's goofy as hell. It's, I mean, why not have a guy that that just oozes energy calling our football games? And that's him. Bulldog Bites says, good leech offenses are able to run the football. State maybe ran it more than usual, but leech offenses have to be able to run it effectively against three-man boxes, something they've struggled to do. Um, yeah, uh, they have to run teams out of that for sure, um, but not necessarily. It's w- what I've thought the offense is missing more is what I just talked about. I mean, yes, you would ideally like to see them run the football a little bit more uh, than they currently do to get teams out of that three man uh, three man rush if that three is able to get home. Uh, but but to me, what was missing was the vertical game was testing defenses vertically. Um, that and offensive line play has been a real issue because the staple of of leech offense is it, it's not running the football it's being able to do it when you try it's not just trying just throwing out 30 carries in a game it's when you do it you are successful um and they weren't tonight and overcame it because Rodgers was great um, when is Ole Miss going to stop fake injuries during drives when they start, when they make a penalty or something? But not all of them. I mean, Todd Blackledge made a good point on the broadcast. Like, Katie Hill went down. And in no way did Ole Miss want Katie Hill out of the game in that moment. But Auburn fans are booing and Twitter's lighting up. And it's like, no, that they didn't want him out of the game in that moment. So something may have actually been wrong with him. Um, I mean, Auburn did it too tonight. It's uh, an unfortunate part of the game right now that they need to get out of it, but it's hard when players actually do get hurt on a football field. You know, So how are you going to tell which one's real and which one's fake? They'll put a rule in place. They should, whether it be you know, have to sit out for the rest of the series or whatever. They got to do something, but let's not pretend like their opponent wasn't that way tonight either. Georgia versus Alabama countdown is on. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the one disappointing thing in this season. 
is that we're going to end up with Ohio State, Alabama, or Georgia, and Oklahoma, and, you know, we're still going to end up with the same four that we kind of thought we were going to end up with. It's the only disappointing thing about what's gone on is uh, is that uh, it looks like Ohio State's going to win, by the way. Penn State gave him a hell of a scare tonight, though. Sachs says, at state, at state, Leach is 4-4 four and four versus ranked teams and 5-6 and six versus unranked teams. Washington State fans tried to warn us about the Mike Leach experience. Yeah, that's Mike Leach in a nutshell, isn't it? That is him. That is, uh, that is Mike Leach. You'd hope that a little bit more consistent wins and losses come, but we'll see. Guarantee the Venn diagram of UK isn't, Jason says, UK isn't a big game people and folks mad we got smoked by the Crimson Tide is one circle. Probably the same people that think that you shouldn't wear those sweet helmets again. Those are awesome. Wear them all the time. Every sport. Use that logo. Do it. Uh, Jason says, Richardson looked fine early. He had that fumble and then an interception on a batted ball within 45 seconds of game time. Mullen threw the pick by six by not going to the locker room. Kid was done mentally after. That's a really good point. That is a really good point. Yeah, Anthony Richardson's the future. And if, if Mullen runs him off, if he doesn't play the rest of the year, somebody's going to get a hell of a quarterback. That kid's got all the talent in the world. All of it. Jason says, State ran the ball 30 times. Amazing how downfield options open up when the defense doesn't know what's coming. Braves up 3-2 with back-to-back homers. Nice. Um, let me refresh this page then because uh, I've got this up. And now, yeah, how about that? Awesome, awesome. I bet that place is rocking up there in Atlanta. Man, I bet it's rocking. It's tough to uh, to keep up with and watch the World Series, unless you're a Bryce fan, of course. I know you guys are, are having a good time. Um, but it's tough during, during football Saturday to keep up with the World Series, but glad to hear that. Craig asks, what's the message after the game, if you are Kiffin. Hmm. Um, I don't know what the message would be. I, I guess a lot of it's on coaching. I mean, to, a lot of that tonight is on coaching. Also, I mean, the, Ole Miss's issues tonight, a lot of it has to do with health. Um. I mean, when you lose your top three wide receivers and you're playing your former backup quarterback at wide receiver, you're playing Jacor Pearson, who had a good night. I mean, credit to him. He had a good night. Uh, and a bunch of guys that just are not ready to contribute. Uh, I mean, cannot get open. Uh, and your quarterback's on two bum ankles at this point. I mean, had to get carted off the field during the game. Somehow came back. Probably got a sick shot of, light. what is it, lidocaine? Um like Friday Night Lights style, to, to come back and play in that game. So your quarterback's banged up, and Drummond tries to go, and, and he can't. And clearly, he's not 100%. And Braylon Sanders is there in uniform only, and Mingo's still on crutches. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk this week about red zone offense and, and how bad it was. And it's valid. It was bad. How many teams in America, though, could lose their best three wide receivers, their top three wide receivers, and go to the Plains and win. You know? I mean, how many teams can do that? Probably not many. So some of it uh, was unfortunate breaks. Some of it was um, couldn't execute. A lot of it is personnel right now. I mean, they're really limited on what they can do offensively with who they're having to play. Right now, I mean, with all due respect to John Rice Plumley, I mean, he's not Dontario Drummond. I mean, not even close, not even the same atmosphere. And so when that's who you're having to, and neither is Jacor Pearson. I mean, Jacor Pearson is not Jonathan Mingo. Uh, he's not Braylon Sanders. And those are, I mean, Pearson is your best option right now by a long shot, your best option. Casey Kelly is your second best option. That's what you're dealing with right now. And, and that is, Again, there's going to be a lot read into this game about decisions and analytics and all that. But at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot you can do when you're banged up on the offensive line, when you are 
I mean, just absent wide receivers, all of your wide receivers. Um, I mean, that's really what it is. What What do you want them to do? You know, I, that, that people don't like hearing that. And I understand why. Sometimes it's just you don't have the right players to do things. And Ole Miss offensively right now, you know, it's an oversimplification. It wasn't perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, play calling or whatever decisions were perfect. They weren't. But again, how many teams can go to Auburn and win with their top three wide receivers out of the game? Not many. It's tough. It's tough to run the football when there's no it, – it's just tough. I mean, that's it's kind of how it, how it goes sometimes. Sebastian says, I have to disagree with you about the announcers this year. Johnson and Klatt, who I used to enjoy, have been milk toast for the past couple of seasons. I think Brian Kelly has been good for Notre Dame. Actual quote during the Wisconsin-Notre Dame game from the duo. What's wrong with that? He has been good for Notre Dame. Unless you're just saying, like, stating the obvious, but I do that all the time. Um, Agree to disagree there. Uh, I love Gus today. I love Gus all the time, though. I did not see Washington State beat Arizona State. I did not. Kiffin runs Ole Miss out of games. It's okay to punt and kick field goals. I mean, they punted tonight. Um, but those decisions also keep them in games, too. I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword, man. I mean, if... If you're going to say that going forward on fourth down kept them out of this game, well, going forward on fourth down beat Arkansas. Going forward on fourth down beat Tennessee. Uh, beat Louisville. You know, uh, it's it's very easy. And, and again, I don't think those were the best decisions. But sometimes... Your, your strategy doesn't work and doesn't pay off. But if you're going to say, um, again, and I agree with that decision too. Like, I, I think you should have kicked the field goal late to cut it to eight, especially on fourth down. You, you try to get the ball back. You've got a couple timeouts. That would have been the, the more sound decision, no doubt. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you there. But I, I try my hardest not to criticize something that I praise when it works, you know? And I think the fourth down play calling, the decisions on fourth down, put a lot of pressure on defenses and have really helped them be the offense that they have had this year. Uh, It just didn't go down that way tonight. It did feel a little bit reckless. It did. Um, But it does work. It really does work for them. Tonight, it just didn't. Could the game have been different? Probably. No doubt. I don't think they were good decisions. But that's kind of what they are and who they are. So, anyway. Other thoughts from uh, from Mississippi State. Uh, again, a big win. I don't care what people say. Zach Arnett's defense was absolutely special tonight. Um, I did think after Kentucky returned that punt for a touchdown, I thought, that's it. State's going to lose tonight because the formula, like we always talk about, this state team is very simple. When they don't turn the football over and they play clean special teams, they win games. When they turn the football over and and they don't do the little things right, they don't. I mean, it's it's very simple. They, they don't change much schematically, if anything at all. Yes, they've kind of been up and down based on who they've beaten and who they've lost to, but it's there's like two factors that determine those. They've played these close games to Memphis and to LSU, and and you've seen what have happened. Louisiana Tech even all the way back in week one. But uh, after that punt return, I thought it's going to be one of those nights, and then after that they were basically flawless, uh, which was really, really impressive. I already, uh, I already talked about... Uh, Will Rogers is night. Uh, just really, really good. 
And yeah, Britt says uh, running the football is the adjustment Leach has to make versus the drop eight. That was the difference in the game. Uh, just the threat of it helped a lot, uh, for sure. Uh, they were able to get some, not necessarily man matchups, but they were able to get more thin coverage in the back end, and it helps you complete passes when you're able to do that. Um, even just the threat of running at least a little bit more uh, certainly appeared to have helped them uh, tonight. And I think I think you're going to see a ranked Mississippi State team. I think you're going to. I think you're going to see a ranked Mississippi State team come Monday. Uh, deservedly so. If I had a vote, I, I would vote them in my top 25, no doubt. So uh, that's good there. We've talked about everything else I have written down just through your comments uh, for Ole Miss. I think it's fair to question Lane Kiffin in this game. I uh, I think it's fair to question it, uh, but that is who they are. And I, if I were you, I wouldn't want them to change. It has won them games. It also might lose you some games, too. Now, the red zone woes, uh, talked about that some. I think a lot of that can be attributed to personnel. They just don't have it right now. Corral's cr- clearly uh, banged up and um, missed a couple of throws tonight as well. Uh, defense played well enough to win. Talked about that already. Uh, they did. They played well enough well enough to win for the third week in a row. Uh, and they won two of them. Uh, should have tonight as well. Played much better in the second half. We'll see about Corral's injury. I mean, he finished the game. Um, luckily they get a break with their opponent this week, uh, regardless of, of who's hurt or, or whatnot, they should be able to beat Liberty by a pretty hefty margin. Uh, I would expect, uh, this is not the Liberty team that people thought that they should be afraid of. So, um, there's your state thoughts. Here's your old Miss thoughts. Let's see. You missed the joke. Borky Wazoo coach fired for not getting vaccinated, gave his team a shot in the arm. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Although I, I did read the article on ESPN about why uh, he chose not to get it. And um, let's just say there's no defending him. Read it. Read it. He's a crazy person. But anyway, don't mean to turn you guys off. That's just just read it if you haven't already. Houston just returned to kick off 100 yards to take the lead. His time expired against SMU. They won. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. So at least we got a little something-something today. Uh, By and large, it was a pretty chalky weekend. I mean, Auburn was a favorite. They won state. Kentucky was a pick and they dominated. That was a surprising result, but not really, you know. So at least we got some kind of something. Miami beat Pittsburgh. Uh, Manny Diaz might be saving his job down there. But kind of a low-key weekend. Kind of a low-key weekend. Uh, that's uh, that's nice, though. It's nice to see Houston um, playing really good football as they're set to join the, uh, the Big 12. Michigan, Michigan State. Kenny Walker. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. If you guys are doing your Heisman voting thing, Kenny Walker is your guy. That That is the most, right now, if the season ended today, by far the most outstanding player in college football. Today's performance is not unique to him. He's a special player. Uh, I mean, just... He had 197 yards today on 23 carries against Michigan, top 10 team, five touchdowns. On the season, he's three yards short of 1,000. He's averaging 6.6 per carry, has nine touchdowns. Watch him play. And by the way, he's from just outside of Memphis. Uh, nobody wanted him in recruiting. He's a late bloomer. But that's that's your Heisman Trophy guy right now. Just think if he stayed at Wake Forest, they'd are undefeated as well. Yeah, God, imagine that. Imagine that. Um, yeah, that's your Heisman Trophy winner. I- I'll die on that hill. I don't have a vote. I should because that would be the guy. Forget Kenny Pickett. Uh, he-, he lost to Miami today. He's lost to Western Michigan. He's not the most outstanding player in college football. It's not Bryce Young. It's not the guy from Oklahoma who's had three starts. What I watched today was a front runner, and it's the second coming of Saquon Barkley. That's what he reminds me of. He's not as thick, um, but he runs and, and plays the same way. I mean, he's he's electric in the open field. He's physical, runs between the tackles, runs on the edges, doesn't catch the ball much out of the backfield, um, but he's electric. And and that's my guy. And uh, 
Big win for LSU today. <laughs> Had an off day, and that was a big win. It was a big win for LSU. Um, and here's why. Because I talked about it and ranted about it last week somewhere. One game does not a candidate for an open position make, and one game does not eliminate somebody's candidacy for a head coaching job. But Mel Tucker winning this game today sells it to fans a lot easier. You know what I mean? And he may or may not even be the front runner. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But if Scott Woodward and the the university leadership at LSU were going to want to hire Mel Tucker, today makes that sell to your fans and donors a hell of a lot easier. You know what I mean? Uh, So I said on Twitter today that that was a big win for LSU. And I mean that because if that's the the road they want to go down, regardless of how the rest of the season goes, that result today makes him an easy sell. I mean, the resume is already there. He hasn't been a head coach for very long. This is only his third year. But when he's been a staff member on two different national championship winning staffs, one at Ohio State, one at Alabama, uh, he's coached under Kirby Smart as well, been a defensive coordinator in the NFL, Now he's successful as a head coach. I mean, the resume's there, but now there's a little bit of spice. And you know how those Cajuns love their spices. Uh, That makes Mel Tucker easy to sell to your fans. And so so shout out to to LSU for that one, because if he's their front runner, now there will be far less criticism. Uh, Georgia, this is going to sound crazy. It's actually not going to sound that crazy, but Georgia is not as good as they appear. And here's what I mean by that. They've been beating the shit out of people. Kentucky, Arkansas, Florida today. I still think they are limited enough offensively to where once they get to the SEC championship game and the playoff, I don't think they're near as invincible as some people think they are. Is their defense the best in America? Absolutely. I'm not saying that when they play Alabama, they're going to give up 48 points all of a sudden. No. They're going to play very low-scoring games, SEC Championship, and into the playoff. I think they're the best team in America right now. I just think it's closer than some other people do. I am not impressed uh, with Stetson Bennett. I think they run the football well. They've got a good offensive line, but... They're going to run into a team that has some explosiveness on offense and have better defenses than the ones that they've seen. I mean, don't forget, LSU lit up this Florida team. Ole Miss lit up Arkansas. Auburn lit up Arkansas. Uh, Mississippi State just lit up Kentucky. So Georgia's offense is on par with all of them. They're the best team in the the country. And, Brett, are they going to get Daniels back? He's back. They just decided to start Bennett. I mean, they're they're winning with them, you know. I mean, I mean, how can you take them out when you're winning games by the margin that they're winning? Um, but to me, Georgia's the best team in America because they play elite defense. But I don't think they're flawless like some people do. I'm not impressed really with Bennett. I think that they can get beat by somebody like an Ohio State or an Alabama that have these really explosive offenses with talent enough on defense to keep Georgia out of the end zone. And I think it's going to happen. I don't think they're as invincible as some people do. But it's a dominating performance. Uh, Mullen's got some issues. Uh, he'll probably finish the season 8-4. and four. He'll probably win the next four. Florida State's bad. That's his toughest game left. I mean, he's got Missouri, uh, Samford, and South Carolina. So I think it's South Carolina, right? Let's see. Just for the sake of accuracy. Yeah, it's at South Carolina, Samford, Missouri, and Florida State. So they'll win the next four. But his seat will be hot going into next year. Eight and four is not acceptable at Florida. Not even close. Brian Yates says, has the state of Florida ever been this bad? Just thought about it. Gus has the best team in Florida at UCF. Yeah, Miami uh, got a lot of preseason hype that was unjustified. Um, And then Derek King goes down. 
Florida's really bad. Florida State's really bad. Yeah, I mean, this is... This should never happen in that state, ever. This should never happen in that state. But yet, here we are. Do you think about resting Corral, Britt asked, for Saturday for the stretch run? Um, The problem is Malik Willis can do enough to where they have to really show up and play. Um, He can do enough. So if Corral's healthy enough, he'll play. But I think you really... um, I think you really limit what you do with him. You know, you're very vanilla because I know people are going to do this Liberty thing this week. This is not a team that that can go into Oxford and beat Ole Miss. They're not talented enough. Malik Willis is good. Uh, offensive line is awful. Um, don't have the skilled players. Don't have the running game. And they're not going to be able to stop Ole Miss's running game, even if they never throw a pass with Corral. I mean, they could run the triple option and it won't matter. Um I just contradicted myself, but you get my point. I mean, if, he, if he's healthy enough, he has to play. But they will really limit what they do with him. You know, they'll tell him to slide super early, get the ball out quick, stuff like that. Ceiling and floor for the Mississippi schools now. Um, let me get the schedule. I know what I'm looking at. I mean, most everything is still in front of both of these teams, right? I mean, Kentucky lost tonight, so the Sugar Bowl is still in play for Ole Miss. They have to beat Texas A&M, though, which is a a tough ask. Maybe they'll get some receivers back by then. Um, But for Ole Miss, I I mean, ceiling, they can still win the next four. They can. They certainly can. I mean, they can go 10-2, and no doubt. Um, Floor is they lose to Texas A&M and and Mississippi State and finish 8-4. and Because they're not losing to Vanderbilt and they're not losing to Liberty. That is the floor for Ole Miss. For Mississippi State, the ceiling right now um, is they, they, win, they win the next four as well. So they have Arkansas and Fayetteville, which is going to be tough. And then they go to Auburn, which is also going to be very tough. I think it's possible that they're underdogs in, in both of those games. It's possible. But... Nine and three is absolutely on the table for Mississippi State. That is the that is the ceiling. Everything goes right. I think they can they can win all four of these games, but the floor is six and six, losing three of four at Arkansas, at Auburn, and Ole Miss at home. Those are also losable football games for them as well. So, yeah, nine and three, six and six for State, uh, ten and two, eight and four for Ole Miss is, is ceiling floor at this point. Uh, the schedule. For Ole Miss, sets up quite nicely uh, compared to State, where they only really get one gimme and Ole Miss gets two remaining. But everything's right there for them. It is, I mean, good seasons are in the grasp of both of these teams. Um, Brits is 8-4. and We'll get him fired. Not this year, but next year? He rolls out another one? Absolutely. Yeah, he'll see next year. Unless he loses to Florida State. Then you got, it's, it's dicey for him right now for sure um anyway a couple more things wake forest we got to start taking seriously we have got to start taking wake forest seriously uh by the way first eight no start in school history and yet dave clausen still doesn't appear on any coaching search hot board or anything you guys know me every year i stand is that what the kids are saying now Stan, I stand for Dave Clawson. He's done an incredible job at Wake Forest, and everybody's got too much damn pride to go hire the Wake Forest football coach. He has no advantages. He's, what, the fourth best option in his state. He's got no advantages. Uh, The smallest school in the Power Five in terms of student body, which means they have the smallest alumni base in the Power Five. Uh, They're fourth fiddle in their own state. And yet, look at what he's done. Every year, they have good football teams that win games and go to bowl games. Every single year. It's time to take this Wake Forest team seriously. I mean, they're 8-0 right now. Uh, North Carolina State lost again today. They go to North Carolina State. They host NC State, go to Clemson and Boston College. It's a tough remaining schedule. But my gosh, I mean, there's a real chance that they win all of these games. 
or at worst go 11 and one and win the ACC championship. It's time to start keeping your eyes on Wake Forest. And if your program's looking for a head coach, call Dave Clawson because you'll win. Brown Yates says, how do we get a three-week stretch where the teams we are playing are coming off a bye, starting with Kentucky? <sighs> yeah, that's tough. That is uh, that is tough, especially Arkansas. Arkansas needed to get healthy. Um, that's going to be a tough one up in Fayetteville. I think Kentucky's more, excuse me, Arkansas is more explosive offensively than Kentucky is. They're more capable than, uh, than Kentucky is. Obviously it's also on the road as, uh, as well. Jason says Richardson stays and Mullen gets rid of Grantham. Florida could be a monster next year. I wouldn't write him off just yet. They lost a lot last year and Emory Jones rode the bench three years for a reason. He's got to play Richardson though. He's got to actually play the guy. I don't know what he's thinking there, but anyway. Anyway. Nothing else that really stood out this weekend. Kind of a low-key weekend outside of the state of Mississippi. I know tomorrow we've got a huge game in the NFL, and I cannot wait to watch the Saints and that defense get after Tom Brady. I can't wait. I'm more confident going into this game. I don't know why. But I like. I think the Saints are going to win. I, I think they're going to clown the Bucks tomorrow, and I don't know where that's coming from. And yes, I, I feel kind of stupid uh, for it. Hopefully, they don't prove me wrong. We uh, we shall see. So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, glad to see you. Glad uh, that you were with me. Don't forget to subscribe to the uh, the YouTube channel. I'd really love uh, if you would also like it as well so subscribe like the video i am uh, going to go to bed here in a little bit I had a long day and i got a long day tomorrow too just really watching football who that and all that good stuff i'll uh, i'll see y'all on monday don't forget to subscribe and i'll uh i'll talk to you then Mississippi Media Production.